Yo, what's up? It's Bria. It's Amanya. And you're listening to For For Real Out of Pocket. (laughs) So on this episode, um, there's a lot going on right now in the world. And of course, we're going to talk about it. But first, we're going to talk about what we're all really here to talk about. (laughs) About the fact that is stuff really worth the hype or is it just worth it during the time that it be published? Vampire edition. Oh, no. Here we go. (laughs) So it's not just vampire edition. It's werewolves, like Teen Wolf, um, Underworld, basically. And we're also going to talk about the fact that a lot of these shows, movies, and books, they have... No description of black people, especially my favorite author of all time, Anne Rice, who, now that I really think about it, the movies were trash. Oh mm-hmm. my goodness. The movies mm-hmm. were just yep. terrible. Interview, <laughs> interview with a Vampire with Tom Cruise, um, Brad Pitt, and Kirsten um, Durst. Don't get me wrong, Antonio Banderas did his job as he should. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. As we should. love Antonio Banderas. Mm. We do. But that doesn't mean he has spoken out during everything that's been going on lately. The thing that's interesting right now about this current atmosphere? Yeah, that's a good word for it. Is that a lot of celebrities have been quiet, have not said anything. And for me, I'm not as vocal about political and government views, you know, as uh, me. Hey, hello. You know, as uh, as a woman that identifies as a black woman, but is also still biracial. It's kind of hard for me to just give you guys my opinion about things. But the beauty about this podcast is that. Bria has convinced me to do just that. <laughs> you know, you know, you make it seem like I really forced you right there. <clears throat> just a slight nudge, suggestion, you know. Listen, if we was on the Brooklyn Bridge, it would be more like a full shove into the river. All right? I can't even say that I wouldn't do something like that. <laughs> 16 years, people. 16 years of friendship, and this is where we are. It's great. Life's great. You make it sound like I'm violent. I'm not that violent. All right. All right. All right. So back to topic <laughs> on hand. Oh, should, we start, should we start it off with the most trashiest saga of it all? Which is uh, honestly my dirty little secret fave. Yes, we should. Well, we're going to get into Twilight. Oh, God. Ah, yes. I feel like it was, <laughs> I feel like it's everybody's dirty little secret because of the fact that how much it blew up. It's a cult classic at this point. It's a cult trash classic at this Stop. point. I had to talk about this because, you know, Midnight Sun is coming out. I never, like, read it when it leaked and everything, but, like, when she there was the announcement that was coming out, like, 
every single part nerve of me was like holy shit like it brought the trash right back out of me you know (laughs) no i don't (laughs) it's sad to say that we used to be so obsessed with this back then Mm -hmm. i mean like when i i read the books out of order actually i read new moon first and i was like what what no she didn't just go into depression over a man Mm. i was like I was like, first of all, why are you so thirsty, girl? And that's how we knew she was white, all right? <laughs> that's how we knew she was white. Because sometimes white women will go above and beyond for the thirst. Not saying that every white woman does this. There's plenty of black girls who do it, too. Shame. We need to just break that habit altogether. I feel like we really do. Just break that habit altogether, because this this okay. We're getting off track again. Um, so the first let's let's if if y'all haven't read the books but y'all seen the movie, the movies are not that far off from the books. So I will say, and I'm quite proud of whoever she got to be the directors and who did the script and the content for the movies because they stayed pretty consistent and on point with that so the first movie whoo snap Mm. when robert patterson called kirsten stewart spider monkey and i just (laughs) listen that's the line that that just that just drags (laughs) everything to filth I was appalled. I was stunned. I, was, I, I said, where in this pasty, like glue paste skin do you see her being a spider monkey? Well, hold on, spider monkey. And I'm just like, I'm like, bro, bro, they must pay you. so. And they did. They paid him so much money to say that. <laughs> That line could have that line from the book could have not been, have happened. It could have been. I don't think it was in the book. Was it? Yeah, I think he like yeah because I think I read up on it and apparently he was like given like three or four different options to say and apparently that was the one he decided to stick with. I Robert, bet he, I bet he regrets made that. that choice. Yeah, I bet he regrets that decision to this day. I bet he regrets a lot of things. Probably, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't say dating Kirsten Stewart, but maybe. I think the whole Twilight series he actually regrets, honestly. I think he regrets it, too. Which is so funny, because his interviews, he's constantly, he talked so much trash about Twilight. It's uh, hilarious. It's actually really funny, because mm-hmm. he made so much bank off of it. And I bet you, if they decide to come out with Midnight Sun into a movie... They'll be the f- he'll be the first person they call. Listen, I was talking to my mom about this when I found out about Midnight Sun. Mm-hmm. That if they make a Midnight Sun movie, I want all the original characters from the Collins to come back, all in their middle aged with all their kids and everything to come back. I want Kristen Stewart to come back on screen looking gay as fuck with her blonde bleached hair and Robert Pattinson 
people coming in with that weird chaotic energy of his and that's what i want from midnight sun that's truly everything that i want from that film because it would be amazing in all honesty there was just so many things that i felt one twilight came out during the most awkward time of our lives which was middle school yeah middle school and that was the time for everybody it was middle school Mm -hmm. those 2000s god yo now i think about it twilight was my first young adult like book yeah yeah Yeah. no more junie b jones Mm -hmm. or judy bloom or anything like that it was was twilight yeah it was harry potter and twilight true harry potter's obviously supreme of course (laughs) That's a different time. That's a different episode. Is it a different episode? It does. Maybe. They do have werewolves in there. Oh, that's true. That's Lupin true. and everything like that. Not vampires, but just no. werewolves. Yeah, just werewolves. But it made sense because it flowed. Mm-hmm. She coming from... It Was it, was it Florida? Who? Bella? Uh-huh. She came from Arizona. Which was even more wild. <laughs> because she had no tan. Mm. Now I listen, 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 listen very closely to me, guys. Arizona is hot. It when is. I say hot, it is. Hot. Oh my god! <laughs> Yo, I did a layover over there, and I was only in me Arizona too. for like thirty minutes, and I was sweating, sweating, sweating in and that airport. And, and the thing is, it's not. It's not even dry heat. It's just heat. <laughs> Like sweet and she had Jesus. no tan. Yeah, it's like a real major part in the books too that she's like pale AF, you know. Yeah, and I was like, I was like, now Stephanie Meyer, why did you feel the need to just highlight that? Now in most books, they they give they give they give y'all white girls a tan because they want y'all to look good. Now <laughs> for Stephanie Meyer, she just did Bella dirty from the jump. That's why my girl that became Alice that auditioned for Bella, your role fits you. That role of Alice fits you more better than Bella ever could because you know what, you you had a nice complexion. Your face is symmetrical. She is gorgeous. Pretty as I don't oh know God. what. I saw a picture of her like recently, Ashley Green, and I was like, damn, she is gorgeous. Like that's completely undeniable. And I was like, you could not. It was bad enough that you had to pretend to be a high schooler anyway. You wouldn't have been able to play as a average high schooler. For, for, hold on. Hold on. Listen, this gets me tight. <laughs> because I'm like, now that we're like oh, way no. gone from our high school years, I'm like, who wants to repeat <laughs> high school senior year <laughs> for 20, 30 50 years. (laughs) Y'all niggas could have went to college. I want y'all to know she's staring aggressively at the wall right now. College, man. College. Yo. You know, they probably went to college. Like, it's probably just wasn't mentioned because it wasn't relevant to Bella. (laughs) I feel like anything that wasn't, like, mentioned or anything that you can think of was not relevant to Bella Small. But this this, is Edward Cullen is an old man he is an old man he's a hundred and something year old man that was a virgin until the fourth book 
Yeah, because he died before he, <laughs> he ever even got any. Not a crumb. <laughs> Not a speck. Like Horton, here's a who. Not even a speck. <laughs> Man, it's just wild. You know what's wild, though? Mm-hmm. Like, technically, they weren't even dating for a full year before they got married. Oh, I know. All that stuff happened within a span of a year. Like... Because she was in her senior year. Yeah, because... yeah, Not even that. As soon as she met him, it's like she abandoned all goals. Yes. Like, all she wanted... Like, that's how I know that that thirst was an obsession. (laughs) Like, it was an obsession. Like, in New Moon... I, I know we're skipping over the the movie Twilight, but New Moon just <laughs> I can't. I'm trying and I can't because I'm just so I'm just thinking about it and I'm like she really just let herself wilt away. She did. Because this man left her. She did. You know, okay, well, I mean, I understand depression. I, like, completely understand that. But I just feel like, you know, her dad was there. Her, like, she could have made friends and such. And there were so many things that she could have, I mean, like, lean on. But see, the thing about the book is that she made friends. Yeah. She was, but the thing is, is that she didn't feel like she belonged. She, like, I guess it's like, there we go. I got, I got the perfect analogy for you. Um, it's like when you bond with a puppy. Bella was the puppy. Mm. Edward was just holding her close to his chest mm-hmm. and said, "Shh, I'll take care of you." She's she's petting an imaginary puppy that's being held up to her breast. You guys. He's like, <laughs> he's like, "Shh, I'll take care of you." And then he's like, "Psych!" and threw her away like as if she was yesterday's trash because she probably she probably was unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And then for the six f- months, six months, six months. Yeah, for six months. And then, he, you know what? He was just like, forget it. If I can't have her, then I don't want to be on this earth either. Ugh, man. He was mad dramatic, bro. Because he knew she would come after him. That's the thing that really got me. Their relationship was toxic, mm-hmm. selfish. I think that's everybody. why everybody was on, like, rooting for Jacob and stuff. But I didn't want her with Jacob either because she was toxic to him. She just... Mm-hmm. Honestly, Jacob I, became like Loki a toxic character around like Eclipse when they made her him like kiss her and everything, like and all that stuff, and she had to punch him. And honestly, that was like to- that's like the beginning of him being toxic cuz he was like, "Well, I don't understand. Like, I would think you'd be better with me and da da da." I felt like a true friendship would be like, "Oh, well, I want you to make the best decision." for you not like because i want you or whatever like before yeah they were like genuine friends yes they were besties and yeah he had a crush but he was like i'll wait for you and everything and you know i want you to be better first and then eclipse that got like thrown out the window and was like well first off he cut off that horrible wig yeah we need a moment to discuss the wigs of twilight oh my god oh oh Mm. Oh, listen, oh. listen. I looked oh. at the wigs for uh, 
Jasper, mm-hmm. you know, the one. And truly, the only best wig that he had throughout the series was in Eclipse, the movie that I did not watch. But I saw scenes, and I was like, this is the best that you could look. Why didn't they bring this on earlier on and then later on? Nope, nope. They did this man dirty with these wigs. They did everyone dirty. Besides Alice, when the round eclipse and breaking down, I really liked what was going on with her hair. Yeah, because they, they cut her hair short. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was like, it was like the, tr- the clothes were trash. Not until like breaking down, the clothes like got better. I was it like. It got significantly better. I'm like, first of all, Alice was supposed to be the most stylish out of all yes. of them. Yes. And Alice was out here looking like a homeless person on the street. Yes. Yes. Do you know how upset. I was. You're supposed to be vampires with all this money, and you're supposed to clearly be the one with the fashion sense. Like it's mentioned so many times, bro. They, so many. Carlisle times. had a whole island, bro. A whole island, and you that he gave to Esme. That's real love, right there. But real you, love. But you couldn't afford an actual decent wardrobe to go with it. Like, do you know how hard I'd be flexing on every single person in Forks if I had that? Nah, I, w- I just want a car to have like a like bomb suits, mm. bomb suits. True. Look, looking like the doctor he is, bomb suits. The best relationship was Carlisle and es- yes. Esme. Yes, everyone loves them. Everyone, and um, as they should, because mm-hmm. they're th- listen. Esme gave Bella the best advice, mm-hmm. solid advice. Carlisle never said for Edward not to pursue Bella. But he told him to tread lightly mm-hmm. while pursuing her. And he was the one that <coughs> was the oh, he was the main one that called Edward out on his BS when he decided to leave Bella. As he should. As he should. But as everyone should have. No, it was just I'm with I'm I'm with Charlie, man, which is Bella's dad. Cause I was like, this nigga crazy, this nigga suspicious. This nigga broke up with my daughter. Yeah, I should shoot him on sight. It's on sight. <laughs> it's on sight. And he, if he could have, he would have. He, he mm-hmm. would have shot him on sight. My thing is that... I think the thing that bothers me the most is that Stephanie Myers personally said that she imagined all her characters white. Yeah, because the director for the first movie which is Catherine Hardwick Mm -hmm. she wanted uh, the Cullens to be more diverse and I think one of them that she wanted Alice Cullen to be Asian because it made sense yeah it does I listen I'm not saying that any other race doesn't have fashion I'm saying that it would have made sense Mm mm-hmm because I'm low-key jealous of Asian fashion. <laughs> I'm pissed off that they don't have it for plus-size beautiful black women. Because their stuff is bomb. Mm-hmm. And it's stuff that we would love to wear if we're a size 16 and up. But do they have that? No. Are we still waiting for it? Perhaps. Are we waiting for someone to just create that type of fashion for us that is not Asian? We will and we should. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess. I feel like if you have to change the diversity for the cones, I feel like Emmett mm-hmm. should be black. 
Yep. Mm-hmm. And we need to change Jasper altogether because him being Confederate was a no-go. So we should just forget Jasper's joining, willingly joining the army to be a Confederate altogether. Um, <clears throat> My thing was that he was a, he was really was a gentle man. Mm. The fact that he was a Confederate just threw me for a loop because they, they, oh my gosh the that thing was that, Stephanie Meyer she was like let this man be a confederate because uh yeah was he a, I think he was a confederate in the book too mm-hmm. yeah I was like that's not that's not what we want that's not what we want yeah Stephanie Meyer was not for was mm. not for us no. still not for us mm-hmm. yo you know what I read so Technically, uh, Stephanie Meyer in her world for like Twilight for vampires, there's no actual black vampires. So if you were like a black person or brown skin, you would churn and you just be like this tan olive complexion or whatever. Because the venom destroyed the shoot, what is the word? The color in your skin or whatever. And I read that up, and I was like, Stephanie. You're lying to Stephanie. me. Please tell me you're lying gotta, to me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look this up. I found this out, and I was like, what absolute garbage. If I, like... But, guys, literally, the, the movies are trash. They are, because Jacob fell in love with... Bella's daughter that she had. Oh yeah. Mm. I was like, I was like, this mm. this this uh this is kind of predatory. Mm-hmm. Pretty shady. Yeah. Now don't get me wrong. Breaking Dawn Part Two, that had a twist in it that was pretty was pretty good. I didn't think they had it in them to do that type of twist. No. I mean, the twist is in the book, but it was nice to see the twist in the movie. How it was like more flushed out and everything. Part. Two of Breaking Dawn flowed a lot better than all of the other movies combined. Yeah. Um, I think just the fact that we had one token black person, which was Laurent, and that's what she relented on. But the fact that he was a was it? No, it wasn't Laurent. Um, Laurent was black. Laurent was black. Mm-hmm. Oh, what but was the guy that was hunting Bella? James. Yeah. There he we go. He was white. Yeah, he was white. But I like the fact that he basically was like a peacekeeper. Lauren? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, Catherine, mm, Catherine, Stephanie Meyer, she literally only agreed to have him as being a black vampire because he was like a villain, basically. He wasn't a villain, though. Technically, since he was like part of James Little Coven or whatever. Yeah, but he was the leader and he was good at minding his business, which is what black people do. Mm-hmm. That's the truth. That was the truth until the second movie. And then he died. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, they killed James and James mm-hmm. was like his brother. Well, I mean, yeah, he mm-hmm. kind of knew what he was getting. Well, yeah, he knew what he was getting. No, Victoria. Because Laurent went back to check on like the Collins and Bella because Victoria asked him to. Because she was like, oh, you owe me a favor or whatever. So Victoria killed two birds with one stone, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we can go on all day about how racist technically Twilight is because, you know, we haven't even jumped into the whole, like, Native Americans 
like tribe and everything of the rest for the werewolves Le yeah Bush. yeah because that's a whole nother bucket of Yo, racism my <laughs> like, like, oh my goodness yeah i forgot about that mm-hmm. Uh, just a, one more thing. If y'all are planning on getting Midnight Sun, please do not actually pay for it. Illegally download it and give the money that you were going to spend to it to the push. You know, because uh, they actually have a whole donation and everything going on. And none of the money from Twilight goes to them. Like, not one cent has gone to them. Yeah. Keep that in mind. The only thing that was great about Twilight was the Twilight soundtrack. Oh, that is true, because that was... That was the first time mm, that I got into Paramore. Yeah. The Code. Mm-hmm. Fantastic I, song. I loved Paramore beforehand. I still, yeah, I still love Paramore. Cause, period. Yeah, because, you know, every single black person has had their own Paramore face. No, listen to me. <laughs> Haley Williams is a great woman. Mm-hmm. She just released her solo. I still need to listen to that. It's actually, it's actually really good. It combines mm-hmm. the best parts of Paramore and best parts of, like the pop that she infused into their last album together yeah we're gonna have to move on in a second because uh we spend a good portion of time talking about twilight um i'll give it because there's like four books to talk about the uh, all about it so uh what's next what's next oh look at that vampire diaries uh, what is the eight seasons eight seasons <laughs> Why? <laughs> Just why? Yo. Oh my god. <laughs> she made me so tight. So we it was going to be a better leeway in because of the fact that um Rosalind, Rosalie, what Rosalind her name is, she married our our leading man. Oh yeah. Uh her name's Nikki Reed, the yep. actress who played Rosalie in Twilight. Nikki Reed, she married Ian Summerhandle, Summerhandle, mm, whatever his last name. Basically Damon <laughs> Salvatore from The Vampire Diaries. So mm-hmm. If you don't know, those are also based off books by L.J. Smith. That she should have known better because mm-hmm. again, again, again. But you know what? Actually, the TV show made Bonnie Smith black because she wasn't black in the books she either. She wasn't. But these people... Bonnie Bennett. Did I say Bonnie Bennett? You said Bonnie Smith or whatever. Oh. Um, That's okay. It's mine. I mean, it might as well have been Bonnie Smith. I, I don't remember what her original last name in the book was. I don't remember It was something either. like really Irish, I think. Yeah, she's <laughs> supposed to be... So, uh, jokes on us. She's supposed to be Irish. Yeah, like just a, like a white little redhead. Yeah. Yeah, just like Elena was supposed to be blonde, and white. No, don't get me wrong. Me and Bree have talked about this before. Nia um, Dorobov is a great actress. Mm-hmm. She, she, she did a pretty good job with Elena because I hated Elena all the way through. Mm-hmm. Catherine was probably the best part. Well, her favorite part was playing Catherine too. Yeah, because Catherine was straight up. Using two men to her advantage, as she should, living her best life. And she was honest about it from the jump. She was like, you know, this is what I'm doing. This is what I want. This is how I'm going to do it. And we respect honesty. Because <laughs> you know what, for me, I think the thing that like actually like blew my mind was like, if you really go into this, go back into the season and look at the relationship between Stefan and Elena super similar to the relationship between Bella and Edward Cullen. Really? I didn't think about that. Think about it because 
Stefan was obsessed with Elena mm-hmm. because he was obsessed with Catherine. That's true. I always thought it was like really suspect that you decide to go ahead and just, you know, jump into bed with your uh, ex-girlfriend's and like great great granddaughter niece whatever doppelganger basically yeah yeah yeah. like i always thought that was suspect but like i guess during the seasons first couple of seasons i was like they are actually legitimately very sweet to each other and i uh i was not team elena damon whatever i wasn't with that relationship i think the thing that made the relationship between stefan and elena work was that Stefan was just naturally good-hearted. Yeah. I mean, but the thing is, is that the tendencies that he had underneath all that good-heartedness, mm-hmm. they, it wasn't a balance. No, there it wasn't. Was no, there was no balance. And see, the thing is, is that everyone thinks that Damon's this, Damon's that. No, Damon was always a good guy. He just had, he was just the older brother. Mm-hmm. So he felt it was his need to make sure that his brother experienced the world however you want to see fit, that he did it. Because the thing is, is that Damon was in love with Catherine, straight up and down and sideways. That's the whole reason why he went back to Mystic Falls was because of her. Mm-hmm. But the most interesting part about that is that when he met Elena, he never compared Elena to Catherine. That's why I was always for Team Damon. Uh, I wasn't for them because I really liked Elena and Stefan together. Simply because how sweet and such were they were. And I felt like Elena and Damon together were like really toxic. Especially when she turned into a vampire, like, I felt like they were hella toxic for each other and they were just really unhealthy for each other. I think it was because that... Um, hmm. I think it's because he took so many of her memories of him. Because he met her multiple times. Mm, True. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. He, He met her multiple times. And Stefan was the one that told her, don't trust my brother. My brother's bad. My brother's evil. My brother's this. My brother's that. And see, the hardest thing is that if he, if he basically brainwashed her to think that Damon was a really horrible person. There, the saying is there is a method to the madness. There was a method to Damon's madness because he was never supposed to have died the way he did. He remember in the I think it was, uh, might be messing it up, but it was either Stefan had died first, and then Damon died right after him because Stefan never wanted to become a vampire. Period. Mm-hmm. Catherine had tricked him, and the thing that broke Damon's heart was that everyone wanted Stefan, and nobody wanted Damon, and he felt like Catherine wanted him, and then when he realized that that was not the case, it just Cause you know he didn't he didn't he he wanted to bring Catherine back to prove a point. He didn't want her back because oh you know I want to get back with her. He just wanted to prove a point. To be honest, but I think it was the resentment from Catherine that made him like not get pulled to Elena right away, which was interesting. But 
the whole series was just weird. Mm. Uh, well, you know, Vampire Diaries came out at a time where, like, love trials were such a huge thing, too. Mm-hmm. Like, they were really taking flight. Honestly, this time, point period, with Hunger Games and Twilight and Vampire Diaries, I was over love triangles. I am still over love triangles. Like, I'm not. They're painful. Mm-hmm. They're painful and they're toxic for the people that are in them, the people surrounding them. Like, it has super huge um, repercussions. Mm-hmm. The best part of the Vampire Diaries was one, Bonnie Bennett. Yes, Bonnie. To the Michelson family. I liked uh, I liked the originals early on in the series when they first came on board, and then later on in the series, I was just very annoyed with them. I was like, I was because it became it. too soap drama. Yes, and that's the hardest part about like TV series is that like it's supposed to be packed with twists and twirls and everything you can think of in between, but they don't develop the content and that mm-hmm. content is what we're really after bonnie bennett had content i was very pleased with how they did her character but she deserved better and we all say this because of how one she was she was a she was a black woman but she was also a witch mm-hmm. and the fact that nobody helped her she was always helping these white people mm-hmm. Get their crap together. And the fact that they kept killing off all her romantic interests. They did. They killed off every single one of them. She brought back Jeremy back to life. I mean, he didn't really deserve it. He cheated on her. That was a hot mess, too. It was nasty. Her relationships were not great in the first place. The only only working relationship she had was with Damon. I was I was Bonnie and Damon like that was I Damon. like I like the respect that they have for each other mm-hmm. later you know, on you yeah well, later, later, on, later, later on later on later on of mm-hmm. course yeah but even even then he still had a high respect for her in general because he could have killed her at any time mm-hmm. um, Stefan was a little weird around her I noticed in the sh- in the the in the show. I think that was because, uh, hmm, hmm, my voice felt like it cracked for a second. Anyway, I think because early on, I think Bonnie was more willing to give Stefan a chance, especially when he was with Elena and such. But then, like, I think too many things happened where, like, she was put into a position where she, her feelings were in danger, her life was in danger, and Stefan was honestly low-key also involved with it and while Damon was more straightforward he was like you know I don't give a you know H-E double hockey sticks and all that stuff Stefan was like constantly trying to apologize trying to be better and it wasn't really he didn't have too much growth throughout the series I feel like Stefan didn't have that much growth throughout the series he kept repeating the same mistakes yes which is why I which is why I agree with you he deserved Elena because they didn't learn anything it's the same thing with bella and edward cullen they didn't learn anything either Mm-mm. and then he and then edward got taken aback when she's like oh yeah i'm pregnant and i'm keeping this baby he's like no kill it and i'm like oh wow so you didn't think this was gonna happen <laughs> you really didn't think this was gonna happen we're on vampire diaries let me stop while we're ahead (laughs) but i mean vampire diaries was literally more like a scandalized version of twilight now i'm not saying this series is not great it 
was great for its time. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing for the originals. Originals was great for its time. Caroline and Klaus, I'm so disappointed in you two because <laughs> y'all could have been great. And if y'all stopped playing around, like, y'all wouldn't have been great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Also, I just want to point out that in the books, Bonnie and Damon were endgame. They were. We were robbed. We well, were she was robbed. Irish. You know how scandalous it would be for a black woman to get with this lovely piece of hunk of tall fine glass of water in the tv series especially yeah yeah it wasn't meant to be it wasn't gonna happen we wanted it to but i just want to give a quick shout out to this documentary series on netflix called they gotta have us that talks about a lot about black cult classics like juice friday um carrie belafonte especially like everything that we're talking about right now is current to what's going on right now because everything is so scandalized when it comes to black people. Most print, no, not mostly black people. I was going to say people of color, person of color, but it's black people. Let's just be real about it. There's something about us that for some reason people don't want to understand. It's not that they do want to understand, but they just don't get it. They don't want to everything is a choice and when they decided to do the vampire series and only have the token black girl bonnie bennett or have laurent for twilight that was because of the fact that someone made a decision to put this little bit of diversity in there and we were supposed to be super happy and watch the shows and guess what the majority of the tv population that watch shows is black people White people will literally be the ones to stream everything and look everything up on the internet or or the ones that cut corners, you know, like um, illegally downloading and everything. Who do, who do you think are the ones that upload it first mm. for us to find? And uh, honestly, I think the reason why Bonnie Bennett was so popular within the black community, too, was because there was a long for a long time i feel like there's a lot of people in the black community that are interested in like sci-fi and supernatural and fantasy and the thing is we didn't get that representation and we definitely weren't seeing ourselves in those positions and then here comes a series about vampires and here is this supposedly powerful witch like her lineage is known for being the most powerful witch line ever and she's black of course we were like we were eating that shit up like i know at that point in time i was like i'm sick of not seeing like someone that's close to my skin tone on tv and everything especially since i was into you know supernatural shows and such and all that jazz Mm -hmm. and to see bonnie bennett because she was really the only reason why i decided to watch a vampire diaries i was not going to watch it until i was like okay Okay, Cat Graham, I see you. But, uh, yeah. I mean, it just reminds me of the fact that, like, in the originals, listen, same thing happened. They are in New Orleans. And you're telling me that y'all couldn't find enough diversity to put into a show that is from New Orleans? Y'all are wilding out. Mm-hmm. Do not understand it at all. 
Oh yeah, let's move into the originals now. I I stopped watching the originals. I don't know, probably like third second season, season. Third, second season. Yeah. yeah. So I'm not as up to date about like what happened. I know that. Did uh, I guess spoiler alert? I don't know. Anyway, Klaus dies, right? Yep. He died at the very end. They all died. They all died. They all died. Mm-hmm. Shaking my head. Old Michelson is the only living descendant now. Cold, really. Cole, I don't know how Cole came back. So, so my bad. We lied. It's Cope and Cole. Cole is one of the brothers, but he wasn't. He wasn't really that important, honestly. Wasn't he? Like, not was really. But that was because the one witch. Um, shoot, shoot, shoot. Was her name like the whole first season? They were very obsessed with this one witch, Davina. Davina. Yeah. yeah, she. I think she brought him back. I don't know what season that was. Sometimes yeah, I cause he popped had, back in and watched. Yeah, convinced her, you know, I'm, I love you and stuff. And actually, that pairing wasn't too bad. Mm. It made a lot of sense with how he was in general. But, yeah, the writing just fell off. And we know why it fell off. Because the writer, she, she was basically, when she had decided to do her pitch for CW for the Vampire Diaries. She wanted to do um, Legacies. Mm. And Legacies is about hope and about the next generation and everything going to the school. Basically, Professor X type shit. Is is Caroline really in in Legacies? I, I don't know. Kind of, sort of, but... I don't. I, I tried, and then I realized... This is about to be a waste of time, too. Because Vampire Diaries was really for us. Mm-hmm. The originals was for, like, the next generation. The legacies is for this current generation. Or whoever really gives a rat's butt to watch it. I'm surprised it survived into a second season. But mm-hmm. to each is its own. Well, I mean, after Vampire Diaries, honestly, I really... I think I... Vampire Diaries finally ended I felt like a grown adult and was like I really don't feel like watching these shows that are based around high schoolers anymore yup like cause the thing is is that again these vampires are hundreds of years old and they go into high school for what I'm crying but I did like the transition for Vampire Diaries cause Elena did go to college and stuff even though that didn't last very long no it really didn't did any of them actually get an education <laughs> Like, they all went to college, but did they actually succeed in college? Like, I don't know. There was too much going on. Like, it just didn't focus on, like, the normalcy of it. Mm-hmm. Just focused on the fact that, oh, drama, 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 drama. I think that's why I was interested into the originals a little bit, because they were in New Orleans. We weren't in a high school setting and everything. Mm-mm, adult world. Mm-hmm. And, like, all this jazz. I wish I could remember the very last episode, like, I decided to stop watching originals on, but... Mm. 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 I don't know. I guess the thing that we wanted to talk about most of all was immortality. Like, is immortality worth the hype? And that's the basis of this episode. Is is this was this stuff worth the hype? And it was for a time, but after a while, you just 
realize that they're going in circles and circles and circles mm-hmm. again with no real solution. Kind of like with what's going on today, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think to finish out our episode, we should really talk about what's going on now mm-hmm. and how black people don't feel heard, black people are dying. I mean, I fear for my family all the time, especially now. I mean, we live in Maryland and we just I just heard that DC was burning. They didn't burn the capital and people are tired, people are angry, people are hungry. How is this different from the Baltimore protests or the Ferguson protests or anything like that? You know, and we matter. We really do. We matter. And the hardest part that is so troublesome to all of us is that we don't matter to anybody else but ourselves. And sometimes anybody that leaves our little treasure trove wants to disown us. For what? This is where you started from. This is where you're going to end from. As one Miss Tiffany Pollard, known as New York, once said, if you're going to be black, then be black in all the shades. I didn't say that quote correct, but, you know, doesn't matter what shade of color you are, where you get to in life, so on and so on, you're still going to be black. First thing that anyone notice is is your skin, and I feel like growing up black, that's the first thing that you're taught to notice is your skin color, like someone else's skin color, and from there on, it's just you struggling to figure out where your place and where you're fitting, and so on and so on is at. What spaces are safe for you? What spaces are like just good for you in general? And, um, honestly, TV, vampires, etc., that's like an escape for us. And it's like even hard then because you don't really get a chance to... We're not escaping. Yeah. We're just hit with more reality of the fact that where do we exist? Because we don't exist with the vampires that are on the big screen. We don't exist with the immortal... Um, like the immortals on tv screen can't even exist in some of the like more sci-fi outer space ones either or anime Mm. we just this is hard you know we don't see a lot of black authors that go into more definition about you know without it being too political to some people or it being too black to other people you know we write from our experiences and it seems like that's not enough we it this this is just hard i i've tried so many times to think of good words to say how to not make myself sound too political or anything like that i just want to bring comfort i want to bring comfort to the people that i love i want to bring comfort to the people that i don't know we we exist, we matter, and there shouldn't be anyone to tell us that we don't. God created all of us for a reason, you know, and 
you should not be ashamed of being black. You should take comfort in the fact that we are a unit. And right now, people are trying to break that unit in any shape, way, or form that they can, which is not okay. And that's what people out there are fighting for. And there should be nobody or anything telling anybody else anything right or wrong because nobody can judge you for doing what you think is right. Truth, truth, truth. Uh, Shout out to everyone who is out there, you know, in the protests, even in the riots and such. And with the signs and wearing your shirts and everything. Uh, Shout out to the allies, even. Like, honestly, they, we tried the whole quiet such with, like, taking a knee and such and that wasn't taken that well so we're we we took a different route that people would notice and all i can ask for is that people be safe because uh world is crazy out there people are dying and the the system is broken it really is and everyone's like the solution this, the solution that, the solution this, the solution that. There can be many solutions to a problem, but does that mean that the solutions will help the problem be fixed? And I think for me, that's what I'm focused on, is that because the system is broken, it can't be fixed. And for me, I believe in something different. I believe in a new system. But that doesn't mean that I'm not still a participant in this system. It just means that I want this system to be just as better as the next system's going to be. And that, again, I want to be a place of comfort. And sometimes I'm not. Like right now, I'm scared, I'm terrified. But I just pray. I, I'm, I'm in constant prayer for all of you. I'm in constant prayer for myself. I'm in constant prayer for Bria. And I'm in constant prayer for everything that's going on. It's not easy. It's not simple. There's no way to really describe it. There's no way to really say everything is going to be okay because that's a lie. And like I said on the first episode of this podcast, we don't. We don't lie to you. We try to give you our opinion and our in our truth in the best way that we can. And again, everyone has their own opinion. So it's okay if you don't agree with us. And it's okay if you do. But just know that we will still be here telling you guys what we think is the truth. And that's how we're going to end our podcast, everybody. This has been a roller coaster. And I know we... We actually stayed on point this time, so I'm quite proud of us. Mm. Oh, 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 last question. What's up? Would you want to be a vampire or a werewolf? Neither. That sounds problematic as well. <laughs> I don't know what. <laughs> then they're going to be, gonna be coming up to me like, are you real? <laughs> are you for real? <clears throat> Just like our podcast. Mm. 
All right, guys, we'll catch you on the next one. But remember, stay safe. If you need comfort or anything like that, go to the people that you know and come to us. See you in the next one. See y'all. Bye. Bye.